Welcome back to another episode of Talk Kiana. Uh, my name is Clevin, um, creator of Talk Kiana, a mental health platform helping those who suffer in silence, sharing the stories of those who suffer mental health, and um, trying to end the stigma of mental health, especially within the you know black community and. Um, amongst young people and also men as well um, and giving the voice for, to those who do suffer in silence and letting them know it's okay to talk about how they feel. So yeah, um, on this episode, um, I know it has been a while, um, obviously just been dealing with my own mental health as well. Um, certain things, um, I'm not going to go into detail about all of them, but as I did on the last episode, I did mention about my cousin passing away, um, and then obviously this week, they, because they didn't know what, why she died, she just suddenly died, um, they did an autopsy on her body as well, and, um, yeah, found out she died because of a blood clot to the lungs, man, so, um, yeah, so yeah, got to do all that stuff, and then just all the stuff for me in general. So I haven't really been bothered to, or wanting to do the podcast. Um, sometimes I'm just like, what's the point? Why am I doing this? And also, I don't know, man, do people even listen to this? You know what I mean? But if you do listen to it, obviously drop me a message. Um, also, my socials should be in the description or whatever but if you do listen to us then just drop me a message and say do you listen to it because I don't really think anyone does really um and then it's like what's the point people aren't gonna listen to it I'm just basically just talking to myself but um but if you do listen to it I appreciate it I have got messages from people saying oh these podcasts I'm doing are helping them so I appreciate it man I appreciate it to those that do listen but um I don't know, I don't know if I'm really helping people, am I, um, or anybody listens, but, you know, um, I don't know, just go with the flow, man, takes days and comes in it, um, but obviously people have encouraged me to continue with it and stuff like that, and it is in the early days as well, it's like, this is episode 12 now, I think, or 13, can't even remember, um, but yeah, but, um, yeah, um, yeah, so basically I'm going to have a guest, um, it's, her name's called Orla, 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 O-R-L-A, Orla, Swan, um, hopefully I didn't, um, mess up her name, so I'm sorry Orla, um, yeah, um, she runs a mental health page, um, to do with mental health, obviously, and then also, um, you know, just to, as a mental health advocate, and also to just inspire and encourage people, you know, to put themselves first, self-care, and also as well, fitness as well, um, I've seen on the page as well, um, I have um, been following her for a while, um, she's from, um, I don't know where in, I was going to say Dublin, but I don't know if she's actually from Dublin, or, but all I know is she's from Ireland, so yeah, 
Um, so kind of doing international man today, but um, yeah, so I got a run on the episode today. So um, yeah, we'll speak with us shortly. Okay, so ready to go, yeah. Um, so welcome back to another episode of Talk Kiana. Um, got a very special guest, um, Orla Swan. Um, discovered her on Instagram. Um, she's a blogger. Um, she's um talks about mental health as well as fit- fitness and um living a healthy lifestyle as well. Um, and yeah, she's from Ireland. Um, so yeah, all I'll just let you introduce yourself. Hello. Um. So I'll just talk about the blog, I suppose. Um, so I originally started this blog this time last year. Um, I was meant to be doing my final year college uh, lab reports. And I just started writing instead of doing my college lab reports, obviously. Um, and I didn't know why I was writing or what I was writing. Mm. And I just started... I think I was just kind of typing my frustrations, kind of venting a bit um, about physical health and mental health um, and then the medical system um, from my own experience. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I decided to share it. uh, Sorry, I created the blog first um, and I was like, this is the weirdest thing I've ever done. Like I always procrastinate. I always do things last minute, but... um, I was making a blog, so that was very weird for me because I wasn't an influencer or a typical blogger. Um, I was in final year college. So I decided to share it on my Instagram. Yeah. And I think that was the scariest part for me because I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get so much slagging from my friends. And I was like, are people going to think I'm a weirdo? <laughs> are people going to support the blog? Um, and then I, I didn't even know why I was doing it and I didn't know what my goal from it was. Mm. Um, I just felt that I wanted to share something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that and then it has progressed now. Fast forward a year, I now have an Instagram page. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't set up the Instagram page until last December. Oh uh, really? Wow. I didn't, huh? <laughs> wow, I thought you've had it for quite a very long time. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to set up an Instagram page, you see. I didn't um oh, right. Yeah, I just didn't want to get into the whole being a big Instagram page yeah. and the pressure that was with it and everything. Mm-hmm. So it didn't appeal to me at all. So I was doing you just using my own personal page for months. Yeah. Um but I did feel that I was kind of starting to get used to doing stories and stuff like that. So I might have been annoying people with all of my <laughs> health and mental health. So yeah. I just decided that it have was a separate time. Page, um, yeah. yeah. All right. Brilliant. Um, you did mention, um, obviously, you suffer with like um, certain mental health issues as well. Um, yeah. Do you want to go into a bit more detail about that and just share your story? Like, of your experience with mental health yeah um so I'm kind of okay to talk about it now um yeah. I know that mental health can be in itself talking about it's a bit depressing <laughs> the rest yeah, time, it so, is, yeah. um <laughs> yeah I, I'm kind of over the humps of it now and um, I've always kind of had uh, I thought it was something that I only developed in college actually um, and recently I was doing a mental health first aid course and in it they just they discussed about meant um anxiety people with anxiety having obsessive tendencies and um, and I it never really clicked with me until last week that this was something that I've always had 
So I used to always have to touch wood. Like it was the weirdest thing ever. I, if something, a bad thought came into my head or if someone said something, uh, I used to have to go and touch wood. Like I was very superstitious. Um, and then I remember like people saying you can't walk over four shores in the road and like mm-hmm. I, it honestly took me <laughs> up until about I was the age of 21 to walk over four shores without absolute yeah. fear that something bad was going to happen so no things like that and then they say that it's to like relieve a sense of anxiety that something bad's going to happen so I suppose that's very true um, but the anxiety did develop into it's like it spiraled pretty badly um, I had, I'd say for the guts of three years, um, I had severe anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm only really getting over it properly in the past past few months. Um, and I still have that little bit um, that I deal with every day, but it's not holding me back from certain things. Um, so for a while I actually well sorry for a few years mm-hmm. I didn't actually realize I had anxiety and um, well, I, I didn't yeah. know what was going on yeah. I was um, just gonna ask them um, what made you came to that realization that you had anxiety yeah um so I had a few physical health symptoms mm-hmm. um, and conditions and um, so I have IBS which is a good brain disease um and I had really 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 bad symptoms so I was even hospitalized with um some symptoms and I was given the diagnosis of IBS and and for ages I spent time looking at my nutrition Mm -hmm. um and looking at diet and stuff like that thinking that that was the answer like I spent a good three years focus on my diet when it's actually all to do with stress and your mental health and everything so um it just kind of clicked one day that actually sorry I had a panic attack so I had a panic Mm, attack um, and it really freaked me out I was like what the hell was that because I I couldn't breathe and I couldn't understand why I couldn't breathe Um, and that freaked me out big time Um, and and it developed into um, chronic chest pain so Mm. I started getting chest pain just kind of niggling here and there um, and then it developed to chronic, so it was constant, and it was really starting to freak me out. So I got it checked, and I worked in an A&E at the time, um, which didn't help my anxiety in the slightest. <laughs> but um, I got everything checked, and it was ruled out that there's nothing wrong with me. Um, so I was just kind of starting to wonder why I had all these physical symptoms um, when there was nothing medically wrong with me as such. Um, mm-hmm. so I am a scientist by nature, so I just always want to find out why. Um, so I was just start looking into things myself. Oh, and I'm when sorry, I realized, what did you do, by the way? So I forgot to ask. Um, what do I do? So, <laughs> so I work in a biopharmaceutical company. Oh, right. Um, my degree is biotechnology. Yeah. Um, we manufacture, um, immunology and cancer drugs. Okay. Um. So yeah, very that's interesting. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's it. In Hopefully, short. Yeah. But um, what was I saying? Oh yeah. So then I kind of started looking into it. Like I was already looking into my IBS stuff. Um, and I started to realize that the link between the IBS and my mental state, how stressed I was. And how I was feeling, 
all my emotions were very heavily related. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of started to realize, okay, there's something not right here. I am constantly in a state of panic and fear. Yeah. And like severe panic and fear. Like I couldn't even walk down the road without like, I could, I was so heightened in stress that like someone could beat the car or something. Yeah. They wouldn't even be beeping at me. Yeah. And I'd jump and I'd have yes, this yeah. anxiety attack just come over my whole body. Oh, and yeah. I had I had that continuously. So that's when I was like, okay, something needs to stop here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I had, even in work, um, mm-hmm. because it was a busy emergency department, yeah. I was at the reception. Um, I started to develop what I thought was like a speech impediment, um, which is mad. But I actually was getting so, like, flustered and and anxious that I couldn't speak so anyone that knows me knows that I'm a very confident person and but that confidence was slowly just being whipped away from me so I actually couldn't talk to people even if it was Mm -hmm. in a room just two three people in the room with me like I was stuttering all my words Mm and and yeah it just wasn't and that's caused by your anxiety yeah that was my anxiety um and then I was, I had a lot of medical conditions, mm-hmm. a lot of medical symptoms going on at the same mm-hmm. time. Um, and I did start to kind of work at it and try and get better at it mm-hmm. and try and reduce stress in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem was then it started working at first and I did get a sense of relief. But the problem was then I was getting stressed about being stressed. <laughs> so <laughs> I was... I was trying to reduce stress I was doing too much basically I was in college and working near enough to full-time hours Mm. in an emergency department not getting enough sleep I was trying to exercise and be a little fitspo and prep all my meals and eat healthy Mm -hmm. along outside like I was just overdoing it um so that all kind of I started to kind of be self-aware of mm. my anxiety and kind of help. I kind of made it like my own little joke. That yeah. Like, oh, that's just my anxiety. <laughs> um, I kind of told a few people around me, very few people, though. Mm. I didn't really open up about it. Um, and some people, when I did open up about it, mm. I was just told, I don't have anxiety. I just, I stress too much. Yeah. I worry too much. So Kind of like, it, just kind of dismissed yeah. it. Kind of, yeah. 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 Yeah, so it was very hard because I didn't know why. I know everything now, but at the time I didn't know why I was freaking out, why I was always in this state of fear and panic and like like terror. That's how mm. I can describe it. Um, but to be met with people that aren't, I was kind of I was alone basically. I felt alone mm. and all because no one could, no one around me could understand to help me through it. So it's mm-hmm. not really their fault, but. I wasn't really helped. I wasn't met by the people around me and yeah. um, with a hand to guide me along the way to recovery mm-hmm. as well. So then that did develop um, into depression. Okay. So, yeah, mm. so I was, I did get more physical symptoms along with that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, trying to fix myself, trying to find out any like, sort of nutrient supplements mm-hmm. uh, anything that I can do to kind of get better um but it did just get to a breaking point where I was just constantly just very very low um I actually remember even watching you know that um that Netflix program 
nine reasons or 13, 13 reasons, reasons why or yeah with that girl why yeah. she committed suicide yeah watch that, yeah, yeah i remember watching that and i actually was triggered by it like i was mm. i remember being upset by it like i, I actually haven't told anyone that because oh, at no. the time i was so embarrassed like yeah. i was so i had a massive self a sense of guilt the whole way through it because like i i'm a very fortunate life like i was I, I'm going through college mm. I've gone through education mm. I've got so many great people around me yeah. uh, I was able to get a job I work hard I've great mm. experiences in life yeah. but I was like feeling so low so alone so isolated so like worthless mm. like I just I just could not understand why I was feeling like this so um, I tried to get myself to snap out of it um, and kind of pushed to the back and like my anxiety I didn't understand what it was at the time I just mm-hmm. had it was maybe hormones or that was feeling a bit sad mm-hmm. or whatever I tried to just basically push it to the day that it did hit me that okay there's something definitely not right here and I'm not mm-hmm. the same so I did go I decided to go to a doctor um I decided I said it out loud to one of my friends um or sorry a few of my friends on different stages I decided not to tell the people who I originally told about my anxiety that dismissed me with that just for Uh, fear of kind of being rejected again I suppose Mm. maybe if that makes any sense yeah it does yeah um but yeah, I I went to the doctor about the physical condition, the physical symptoms that I was having at that time, um, as well as the mental. So I was suffering with severe anxiety um, mm. as well as depression at the same time. So that mm. was like, that was the most insane thing for me ever. Like one day I could be up the walls in panic and then the next day I could be literally like feeling so so low I wanted to cry mm. <laughs> it was just it was nuts um but I had insomnia at this time yeah. um <laughs> acne and IBS yeah. so all these things um the insomnia is kind of what pushed me to go to the doctors because I knew I identified that the IBS I needed sleep um or else my symptoms would flare up. So mm-hmm. it wasn't, even at that stage, it wasn't mental health that I mm. was um, looking after or trying to get better with. Mm-hmm. Um, so the doctor advised me to see a counsellor. Um, but um, oh, she said to go see a college counsellor because it was free. Okay, but yeah. because I was doing my placement in mm-hmm. work at the time, or in college in a, in a company mm-hmm. um, at the time, I, I didn't have the time to go back to college so I put it off for summer um, and I actually I, I actually felt myself uh, feel a bit better mm-hmm. um, over the summer so summer I, I put it down to a few things I think one the main thing is that I opened up about it and um, I actually said the words out loud and I actually got the support and the answer back that like it's gonna be okay. Like it's it's absolutely fine. This isn't something that you're you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not the only person that feels this. Basically, like yeah. I was, I just felt so guilty that I felt this and that I could possibly feel this. It was like I was ungrateful or something. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so that and then another thing is summer is my fave time of year (laughs) and so I was out and about and I have I know that the sun and I don't know if you've heard of seasonal depression yeah I've heard about that yeah yeah seasonal affective disorder and I think that it is kind of what affects me so I've done a bit of research I'm a proper little nerd if you haven't already discovered (laughs) Um, but I I have identified that serotonin and vitamin D from the sunlight and they are for they play a huge role in depression Mm -hmm. and then they also play a huge role in IBS so I know myself that through the winter months I have to take a vitamin D supplement or I do feel it Mm. um and then so in the summer like I'm out and about loads I'm more relaxed I'm getting that sunshine in and my physical symptoms they did um alleviate just for the summer months but then once the winter months came back into it I went back to college I crashed and burned um again Uh yeah so I then went to see a counsellor um, and again, I was still going to see doctors about my physical symptoms all along the way. So, yeah, it was a tough, it, that was just mm. 2017. Mm. Um, and how long have you suffered, like, these mental health, like, um, illnesses? Um. So, back in, I think, 2014 or 15 was when my IBS started. Okay. Um, so oh, yeah, so I think it was twenty fourteen. Yeah. Okay. And um, so, you... yeah, sorry again. <laughs> no, it's gone. Um, it was just kind of like a downward spiral from like all of these issues that I had, kind of getting no joy from any test results I was getting or um, anything like that. And um, it did kind of cause the the depression to develop. I think to be honest with you. Um, and then it's not just about the physical side of things and my diet and stuff like that. It was about my own self-worth along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so because I developed acne, because I had a swollen stomach, because of all these things, like I had no self-worth at all. Um, and then as well, I was kind of not left. I, want, mm-hmm. I don't know how to say this. <laughs> I feel like along the way that there could have been a bit of like emotional abuse and then a lot of stress um so that um that caused me to quite or to define my self-worth as being Mm -hmm. really low and it made me lose the self-confidence along the way and I kind of let others how they treat me define my words um when it's something that should be developed, defined by yourself. Um, and I kind of, as another thing would have been that I felt like I didn't have, I felt like I had everything, but I had nothing, if that made sense. Mm. I didn't yeah. have something that was, I was passionate about, something that I wanted to, that really kind of kept me going. Like I was I was in college, I had a good job, a good friend, great friend, sorry. Um, but I just didn't feel like I had that something that, yeah, that kept me going. So this is what... Yeah, something that dri- from, drives you, yeah. Exactly, yeah. So from all of this and setting up this blog, I've actually found something that I'm literally so passionate about. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to help people 
that I have that have ex- different experiences and um, to me but also very very similar it's like like uh, there was a lot of things going on with me and um, because there's so many different conditions mm-hmm. and I can help so many individuals because it kind of covers a broad range and yeah. um, so like my page that I have covers like fitness nutrition mm-hmm. um mental health yeah. kind of like positivity yeah. and self-confidence and self-growth and development uh, and then IBS and digestion so because I don't think that health and mental health should be separated I think mm-hmm. it's all interrelated yeah, ooh, um, everyday life yeah. yeah um sorry I've been talking for so much <laughs> yeah, that's all right um that's that's great that you shared you know your story and you know um Hopefully, like it can res- resonate with a lot of people that listen. Um, what I just wanted yeah. to say, um, obviously, we've got about I think nine more minutes left. But um, yeah, um, I just wanted to ask you, um, in terms of support, did you get any support um, via? I don't know how it works in Ireland, um, NHS or um, like um, um, yeah, so your work or college my, or your family and yeah, friends. Yeah, no, I did it through college. Yeah. Um, at the moment, there's long waiting lists. I had yeah. to wait six weeks. Oh, um, six now, weeks, it is right. done on a case-by-case basis. So, oh, obviously, right. if you're in, in need of help, yeah. it wouldn't be... You wouldn't have to wait that long. Oh, okay. Um, so, I so I probably am the best advocate for reaching out to services. I know there is a lot of brilliant services here in Ireland, but mm. a lot of that I did myself. And, I, and to be honest, I shouldn't have done it all myself. Um, it could have been a lot of a quicker yeah. the road to recovery mm-hmm. um, if I just asked for help. So yeah. I'm very stubborn and wanting to do things myself. Um, but I could have just asked for help along the way. So, so yeah, mm. um, there's a lot of helplines and a lot of great mm. um, charities um like i know jigsaw do for mental health yeah. for in young people mm-hmm. then there's pa the house samaritans um yeah. there's there's a lot of them I yeah there's a lot yeah. My mind. yeah yeah and did you um like was your family and friends very supportive in terms of helping you with your mental health um somewhere and some weren't oh, um okay. and it's it's not it's not that I blame them it's yeah. that they have no experience with yeah, it, no um, understanding of it yeah. and and kind of that the stigma is very still mm. there um in some of those people so it's not that they didn't want to help me it's that they couldn't understand what I was talking about or what I was going mm. through so um yeah it was a very very hard time and even when I kind of felt like I needed a hand I still kind of felt lonely along the way so it, it was hard but that's yeah. why I'm kind of trying to drive through my page yeah. about self-help mm-hmm. it's not always the best way to go obviously but, yeah, but just for people yeah. to take kind of ownership of their own mm-hmm. health and how they can help themselves yeah. and it really does make you feel better that yeah. you have the power to help yourself basically yeah. um by looking after your so, such basic things like um, your diet, your relationship mm-hmm. with your diet is so important. Um, there's so many eating disorders um, and so many people suffer with um, disordered eating that they don't even realise. Mm-hmm. Um, then your fitness, not overdoing it, but actually doing it at the same time. <laughs> um, your sleep, sleep is yeah. so important. Yeah, is, and yeah. then exercising your mm-hmm. mental health. I meditate every single day. Yeah. Um, yeah, and look, and how you talk to yourself is mm. so so important. 
Um, so like I consumed so much quotes, so much um, motivational things um, all online that can help you. Mm. Um, that's why I try to make my Instagram very positive and little quotes here and there. And I do get responses from them and people saying that it has really helped them. So there's probably no science research done on it, but it does help people. Um, so that's what I am trying to do at the moment. Okay, brilliant. Um, and like in terms of how you've kind of, um, I know there's a lot of, on Instagram. There's a lot of, you know, um, awareness and a lot of people talking about you know self love, self care, self care. Um, yeah. And you know, it's just like the little things that you can do to help yourself even before you get that help from a professional. Um, that's that's that can really be key and important for you. You know. Yeah. Um, and then also, just lastly, because I've got five minutes left, um, what would you like, suggest people to do? Any coping mechanisms um, and any word of advice for people going through with any mental health illness? And just your last words, really. <laughs> okay, <laughs> my last words. Um, so I would really, really look at the environment that you're in. Mm. Um, that is really, really massive. Um, where you work um, could be one thing. So mm. is it a place full of toxic people? Is it a really negative environment to be in? Does it support your mental health? Mm. Um, does it? Is it actually a job that you enjoy is a really big thing. Because like, yeah. if it's not, why are you there? If it's for comfort, I guarantee you there is way better things out there in the world than just a well-paying job millions and everything um so i would advise people to leave their jobs and go get a new one if that is not what they are enjoying mm -hmm. um obviously don't do it dramatically and come late in the knee mm -hmm. if something goes wrong <laughs> um then as well if it's so sorry if it is your environment that you're in and mm -hmm. the relationship you have the people that you're surrounded by mm -hmm. if there's people in your life that are really negative and really toxic as well get rid of them honestly there is so much freedom in just um removing people from your life um what else as well looking at so what i was talking about a few minutes ago things that are so underrated like making sure you're getting consistently eight hours sleep making sure your diet is balanced and you have a good relationship with your food and you're getting all the nutrients you need like there's so many um there's so much research done lately with the linkages between nutrient deficiencies and mental health like i actually take magnesium supplements and it can keep your central nervous system kind of calm and relaxed and mm -hmm. um, i know that i have a magnesium deficiency and that can trigger um or sorry induce anxiety symptoms so that helps me manage my anxiety um, and then like vitamin d and stuff like that so these kind of things people may not think about but they are really important um what else let me see when you are on the road to recovery, look at self-love and self, your self-worth. It sounds really cringy. And about a year ago, if you told me that I'd be saying these kind of things, I'd be like, who is that girl? But they're so, so important. How you talk to yourself, how you see yourself is literally everything that's going to help you get that confidence um, and get yourself back to the way you, um, the way you should be and don't do what I do do seek professional help it's 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 
like if you had a physical health um, condition, you'd go to the doctor. Mm, so yeah. why would you not go to seek medical medical professional for your mental health? Um, and as well, if you are going to see a therapist, I know that there's so many different therapies that can work for different people. And mm-hmm. um, you're not always going to get the first one the first time. And also different, try different counsellors as well, because you might not yeah. get the right fit. Yeah. And um, they'll probably suggest that anyways, if it's not working out. If you are trying therapy, don't feel that you need to have, they need to have all the answers. So that's where I started doing it. I think I only did three or four sessions. But even talking about it and opening up is what gives you that sense of relief. What helps you get things off your chest, like because a problem shared is a problem halved. Um, and you don't have to feel like your therapist is going to give you all the answers they can help you talk through it but I always felt like my therapist was a man who didn't really align with I felt like he was more of a relaxed person whereas I was a very driven person Um, and I was like he's not going to relate to any young person problems so which is the wrong way to have so be very open and do let the people in your life let them know what's going on as well because um, nine times out of ten they do want to help um, and don't be offended if they respond in a different way than you expected when you open up it's not always going to be the right response that you want mm-hmm. because again not everyone is as mm-hmm. aware I suppose mm-hmm. maybe as you and I would be yeah. um, and deal with this kind of conversation mm-hmm. on a daily basis so yeah. Yeah, okay. I think that's covered everything. Right. Yeah, brilliant. Um, I would just like to thank you, uh, mostly, for taking your time out and do the podcast um, with me. Um, thank thank you, you so much for having me. It was great. Yeah, that's great. And um, thank you for um, all the amazing work that you do on your Instagram page and your blog as well, um, in, term- in ter- terms of helping people as well. Um, you know, really great advocate for mental health. And thank you for sharing your story with us. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Um, thank you very much, Ola. Um, I'll speak to you soon. Okay, bye. Uh, thank you. Bye-bye. So, yeah, that was um, Ola there. Um, but, uh, yeah, until next time.